0: SIN acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land of the House of SIN and where the studios stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. As SIN also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the land our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country.
1: Hello and welcome back to Cricket by Dummies, the only show on radio with less life in it than an MCG pitch. Ooh. We've (laughs) we've got low early. Okay. I don't think we're the
0: most entertaining show ever. I don't think we're particularly professional, but I feel like we do have some life about us. That's (laughs) one of the things we can credit ourselves for.
1: Is we come out swinging with Energy. Yeah, big swing, no ding. As <laughs> that sums up saying, our show. Yeah, as the old cricket <laughs> saying goes. Uh, it's an exciting show for us this week. we got the final test of the Ashes tomorrow. I'm very excited for that. I don't know about you.
0: Yeah, it's going to be
1: an interesting test. It's a dead
0: rubber, but would be interesting to see if... England come out and make a test of it I guess
1: yeah we'll see whether or not um, Mo and Ali gets dropped that's one of the big talking points as well as Ashton Agar's inclusion for this test he didn't play with the Scorchers uh, two nights ago um, and the rest of our show we're gonna be talking the BBL's going on right now um, Scorchers and the Strikers looking very difficult teams to beat meanwhile the Stars are now winless we also have WBBL we also have man it's a big show this week isn't it yeah. <laughs> we also got to talk about you know the Ashes test that happened oh, in the last wait, week there was an Ashes test that <laughs> happened yeah, there was an Ashes it, test. It,
0: it couldn't have been a Melbourne. I didn't hear no, that. No, 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 no. It's not
1: like it was, you know, Boxing Day. No, no. no that's it, not a big <laughs> test. <laughs> We're also going to do some cricket would-you-rathers later on, so get excited for that.
0: Yeah. Who would have thought us doing creative stuff on this show? No. Would, this that's very not for exciting, for <laughs> though, is
1: it, Alex? <laughs> no. You know what is exciting, though? Segway of all segways. <laughs> Australia announced their ODI squad today. Let's talk about that. And there are some actually some interesting inclusions and I don't know how to. Uninclusions? What's the word? Disclusions? Disclusions. I don't know. It's English nerds out there, let us know. Um, there are some interesting people in and not in the team. Uh, one of the interesting ones for me is the young quick from Western Australia, Jai Richardson, gets a call up. That's. Very much a shock. We'll see whether or not he plays. AJ Ty is also in the squad, as is Chris Lynn and Marcus Doinus. It was released yesterday that Tim Payne got the call-up as well. Some notable omissions. No Glenn Maxwell in this team. Few other big names. Um, Australia, some of their quicks are injured. And Nathan Lyon, still not the preferred option for spin. Thoughts?
0: Well, I've figured it out, actually, as you said it. They're taking Jay Richardson and Ty away to make the Big Bash fair. <laughs> because at the moment, the Scorchers look unbeatable, right? That Pretty bowling much, yeah. attack's just nuts. Like, they've already taken out Coulton Isle and Berendorf, so they had to go and So on sorry, so hang on,
1: hang, on, hang on, I have a theory. What if they took Koulton Isle and Berendorf to India to get them injured... Yes. Right, so that they couldn't play the Big Bash. And now that that's not been effective enough, they're going to take Ty and Richardson out of the Scorcher squad so they can then get injured playing for Australia, and then therefore there'll just be no players left in the Scorcher squad. And th- then they'll be about rank middle, probably. <laughs> they'll, they'll, <laughs> they'll be about as be good be as everyone else. <laughs> yeah, um, It'll be interesting to see whether or not they go with Mitchell Marsh over Marcus Stoinis because he would be a valuable addition back into that Scorcher's lineup. Um If they they choose... Because, I mean, we don't know whether or not if these guys play. We've seen Jackson Bird and Ashton Agar haven't been playing um, for their sides, respectively, when they've been in the squad. However, those were 12-man squad. This is a 14-man. So what I would expect probably is that one of these guys, of the people that miss out, will stick around, while the rest actually go back to their clubs. So it'll be interesting to see what happens.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which players are let back, because obviously it's big for our fantasy sides.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not big for the competition. No, our fantasy sides are what counts. No, so.
0: our fantasy t- sides take precedence, obviously. <laughs> yeah, We're that's far d- more
1: important. That's definitely what's important. Um, let's talk Glenn Maxwell, though, because for me, this is actually quite a big omission. I was a little bit surprised. I was actually watching the highlights of the day of, um, he hit 100 145 off 65 balls against Sri Lanka in a T twenty year ago. And I watched it and thought, wow, how do you, how do you go from that to I mean, I know he made fifty odd last night, but it was a very slow fifty. It, it didn't wasn't look,
0: very fluid.
1: No, it didn't look anywhere near the, the ability that he had at those times. Like some of those shots he was reverse sweeping shots for six. And now I'm looking at I don't know if he could clear the fence with a normal shot over long on anyway what do you think? Is is this the end of Glenn Maxwell's career or will we see him back in Australian colours?
0: Well, it's weird because he's been in like the test. He's been in the spotlight to potentially get that Mitch Marsh spot that he put in the test side. So he's been around in the conversation. It's just been for completely different things.
1: He hit 290 for Victoria only a few weeks ago. It wasn't actually that long ago.
0: Yeah, maybe. He's definitely lost a bit at the T20 level um, as a Stars fan. I've seen it. It's He's just not quite the same, I don't think. I Maybe it's because he's been focusing on that test spot. That's what he really wants, because like it's all well and good playing T20s and ODIs, but you grow up wanting the baggy green. Yeah, definitely. So um-
1: maybe he's outgoing for that I heard Mitchell Marsh say this week that he's actually going to forego the payday of the IPL so he can play county cricket in England at the end of the year um, to help get better preparation for the ashes. upcoming Ashes there. And he makes wants to make sure that he nails down that spot in the side before he actually looks at you know the lucrative payday, uh, payday of the IPL. So it is actually interesting to see how some of the players are prioritising... Um, playing for Australia rather than the money, which is, you know, kind of good to see.
0: Yeah, it's something you don't hear about too often, putting money aside for success, maybe. I don't know. Interesting squad, though.
1: Yeah, it is an interesting squad. We'll be curious to see how they do against the English who, you know, have their own problems at the best of times. Yeah. Um, let's talk international news, which means it's time for The news. There actually hasn't
0: been much news this week, though, Alex. It's been a pretty lacklustre week, if anything. Um, So we had New Zealand versus the West Indies. So they've played, well, they were meant to play two T20s, but the second one was washed out because it's New Zealand. It's New
1: Zealand summer.
0: Yeah, of course one of them's going to. For
1: anyone that hasn't been to New Zealand in summer, I went for a holiday there a few years ago. We went there for three weeks, all but two of the days were raining. (laughs) And most of them were under 20 degrees. (laughs) That's New Zealand summer. (laughs) Okay.
0: Like, when I've been there, it hasn't rained as much. You were obviously (laughs) bringing the weather with you. (laughs) No, it's uh, been New Zealand one-sided mostly as per the whole series, really. Uh, New Zealand came out, made 187 for seven. Very good total. Although the grounds there are so small that, like, you could bunt a ball and get six for it.
1: Yeah, um, we saw Colin Monroe hit 53 or 37 in this game. Um, this is exactly his kind of specialty. Just, you get average bowling and then you just club at 70 metres. It doesn't even need to go 90. You just club at 70 metres so that it clears the guy long off by two metres and that's it. Yeah, you just get he, your six. He comes to Australia and it's like
0: five metres inside yeah, the
1: road. Yeah, and he's getting caught five metres inside
0: the road. Yeah, no. Um, and then the West Indies just never really got going. Uh, no particular high score, as I believe the high score was 23, if I remember correctly, which just Ouch. isn't a particularly good performance. No Jason Holder to be like, <laughs> no, I'm not letting this ship go down without me. Uh, new guy for New Zealand, Seth Rance. Rance being a popular nickname in my household as a <laughs> Richmond fan. Uh Three for thirty in I think his first game. Yeah,
1: I'll be curious to see if he can lock down the position as the uh, permanent fullback for the West <laughs> Indies liner. I mean, uh, over time we could see him develop into one of the best fullbacks in the league. It's a yeah. well known cricketing position fullback, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I- I'm not well-known. confusing sports, am I? No, no, no. no.
0: You've, at least you've got the cricketing knowledge to fall back on.
1: <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> terrible. Um, one of the things I was excited to see is one of my favourite players in the world to watch is Samuel Badri. He is one of the best spinners going around right now. Completely unplayable is just how I would describe him. Um, you can get singles off him. You can get the occasional two. He just doesn't go for boundaries because if you try and hit him out of the park, you will get out. That's he doesn't just how go for boundaries. <laughs> Two and a All right, minute. we're going to cancel the show tonight. Do <laughs> <laughs> in a minute. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, as you said, the second T20 was washed out. So we move on to South Africa, Zimbabwe. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. the most exciting game anyone's ever heard of. Now, when we talked about this last week, um, you we were having a conversation about uh, the four-day test and saying, well... What if it's, you know, you get to the end of the fourth day and the game is nowhere near over and we're discussing what the problems of that might be. And I actually suggested that I didn't think it was going to get to the end of the third day, let alone the end of the fourth day. <laughs> now, at the time, that seems like not exactly a massively bold prediction, but a reasonably bold prediction. The game didn't make it to dinner on day two. <laughs> day two. Day two. Oh, my God. So we talked, South Africa made 9 for 309 declared at the end of day one and then sent Zimbabwe in and there were 4 for 30 at stumps. So, you know, in a bit of trouble, but it didn't seem like the end of the world, really. And then things got even worse from there.
0: Yeah, well, they made 121 in the first innings. From All there, out so by lunch. All out by lunch, 121. And South Africa just looked around and like, cool, you can bat again. <laughs> <laughs> like, where, why would we need to bat? And then... um Zimbabwe comes out, and you know what you do once you get 121, Alex. You march fight. onwards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: gritty innings. Gritty yeah, innings. Gritty
0: innings. You you beat it.
1: That's yeah. how that's how it works, right? You've gone well. We failed in the first innings. We can only get better from here.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> they
1: they made 68, Alex.
0: Six- oh wow, 68. So they lost by an innings, and oh, I don't actually have the margin in front of me. I believe it was 110.
1: About um, that, yeah. Yeah,
0: and innings and 110 inside two days. <laughs> so to put it in perspective, there was a 907 balls bowled in the match. Is that the least ever? It's got to be up there. It's got to be up there. I think I saw it was like in the top 10. There
1: that's incredible.
0: Some other ones below. There was 600 bowled in an ODI. Yeah. It was one and a half ODIs. Yeah. That's
1: essentially what it was. That's crazy. That It's just a whitewash. 150 overs. That's all it took. Like, 150 overs and the test is over <laughs> like literally Alex
0: I'm if we had any like Zimbabwean her- heritage like I'm going to like heritage. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm trying gonna, to get a try spot out for the side. Yeah.
1: <laughs> see if we can get in no definitely I would be curious to see how close you would get to making that team I, like I can bat I can bowl <laughs> for like fifths cricket So like, for, which is about the standard of Zimbabwean international cricket
0: well it's about the standard of South African as well I'd fit right in wouldn't I <laughs>
1: All right, we're going to be back with some of the BBL chat as well as the Ashes and some of those would-you-rathers that we thought of. Uh, But first, we're going to play a little bit of Imagine Dragons. This is Thunder. That was Thunder by Imagine Dragons. You're
0: here on Sin 90.7 with Cricket by Dummies. And now we're going to move on to the BBL. Uh, But this week, we're going to do it a little differently just because there's so many matches. We're just going to do the things that piqued our curiosity. That, uh things that got us excited, because there's so many things to be excited about, T20 cricket, that sounded sarcastic, but it wasn't, <laughs> I promise you. Um, Alex, now normally when you grow up, you have one hand that's dominant, right?
1: Yeah. If anyone's seen me bowl with my left arm, it is absolutely useless.
0: Yeah, I think most people could say that for their uh, non-dominant hand. However, Gemma Barsby... Doesn't confine to those rules. She came out... <laughs> Defy
1: social norms.
0: Yeah. She came out the other week, was bowling uh, her right hand over, uh, off spin, and isn't particularly happy with it. So just switches hands. So the umpire has to go from right arm over to its left arm round. <laughs> <laughs> left arm ball didn't go very well. No, so, It um, went for four rounds, but...
1: The first ball, she bowled about four or five deliveries bowling left arm. Right um, arm. Uh, no, cause she bowls right arm traditionally, and then she bowled four or five deliveries with the switch up, which is the left. Oh, sorry, yeah. Um and it was actually quite interesting. Um there was a lot of if if you read a lot of the follow up to it, there was a lot of criticism um based on the fact that it wasn't particularly good. And I, I would be very curious to see what a lot of those people can do with their preferred arm, let alone their second arm. Um to be clear, I don't think it's a multi like she thinks she's as good as she can with with her left as she is with her right, but she's going, right. I haven't been get it. <laughs> I haven't been particularly successful with my right arm so far. Let's just you know throw in some change up balls, see if we can get her second guessing what's coming, right? And I think that's the logic behind it. Um, in those four or five delivery she there are a few good ones, a few bad ones. We saw one of them get was short and got hooked to the boundary for four and rightfully so. Um, But I think there's potential in the idea. We saw a kid at the... I think it was the Under-19s World Cup from Sri Lanka do the same. And he was a bit more effective. I think he'd grown up with it a bit more. Yeah. And so I think this is just the beginning of this, seeing this in cricket from now on.
0: Yeah, well, it just offers a different angle. Like, if you're a right-arm-off spinner and you're spinning it into the right-hander, it makes it a lot easier for them to play it to the leg side. So if they're leg side dominant, you just switch it up to your left arm. Mm. And you're probably not going to spin it as much, but, like... It just changes the angle around completely. And it's just like, if I'm the batsman, I go from um, slogging this to six to, huh? Excuse <laughs> me? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I think it also changes the um, changes whether or not we have to decide whether or not to warn them. Because that was one of the talking points about this was going, does the bowler have to say, I'm coming left arm over now? Or can they just bowl up, roll up to the crease and bowl with whichever arm they feel like? Um, And there was division within the commentary box about that. So I'm curious to know what you think.
0: I think the umpire has to be like left arm over. Okay. So if you change hands, you have to let the umpire know and he lets the batsman know. It's the same sort of,
1: well, with the swing here, with the switch hit, you have to let know the bowler when you're going to switch hit now. <laughs> that was, but, that, but that's the argument, is that you yeah. don't have to let people know for the switch hit, so why would you have to let them know for changing arms? Um, other stories this week coming out of the WBBL, the Sydney Thunder Hobart Hurricanes game threw up an interesting eventuality when the coin was thrown up in the air, and Nobody decided to call for it. The Hurricanes captain, Karin um, Hall, uh, was supposed to be the one calling for it and uh, just watched the coin go up in the air, then come straight back down again, and then just looked at it like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that, wasn't I?
0: Well, I think this tactic has an interesting spot in cricket. Like, how much easier would it be to call the toss if you called it once the toss <laughs> the coin hit the ground? Like, I would win 100% of coin
1: tosses. <laughs> like it's actually not nah, every now and, you and again you get it. one wrong yeah. <laughs> you just look at the coin you're like that's heads isn't it heads no oh, no it's tails <laughs> yeah you can't have them like
0: figuring out your plan right otherwise you know yeah, it beyond to the purpose you, yeah yeah that would be cheating yeah. this
1: wouldn't be cheating though
0: <laughs> we do not condone cheating in any way form No, it was uh, definitely an interesting one. Of all the things to stuff up in cricket, one of the more complicated sports out there, (laughs) I feel like the coin toss isn't one of the ones you want to be stuffing No, you would have
1: thought that was one of the easier ones. Um, Celebrations is also a big factor in sport right now. And Sarah... I'm not even going to try and pronounce this, McGlashan. McGlashan. McGlashan came up with a very interesting celebration that you noted down.
0: Yes. It was, so, we've seen it a few times over the years. It was like the drop kick, like an AFL kick. However, if someone else has already done this celebration, um, it was Saville a few weeks ago, already did it, I feel like you need to get your own celebration, (laughs) especially with something as unique as that. Like, I get that lots of people play Aussie rules, but, like, It's been a few weeks. Give it, like, a month, maybe.
1: (laughs) Give it some more time. Yeah. Come up with some own original content.
0: Because yeah like we do we always yeah, like come we up do. because we never do the news every no, week no 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 we don't
1: do the news every week or story time or any of our other thoroughly replicated segments
0: <laughs> no everything here is original like we actually came up with would you rather's
1: <laughs> yeah like, no we're the first person to ever do would you rather's we're actually
0: going to copyright it right here right now anyone out there doing it will pay a maximum fine
1: yeah definitely
0: <laughs> no it's just an interesting one uh I can't say I have my own original celebration, but I don't have reason to celebrate in cricket because, let's be honest, I'm not getting a 50 or a wicket, so...
1: No, that's... I'm just not going to argue with that. That's that's, that's a factual statement. Uh, let's move on to the BBL now. Um, some DRS drama in the BBL, which is quite surprising given there isn't DRS in the BBL. Uh, controversy when Chris Lynn was given out against the Strikers. Um... He was given out court behind from what, to the umpire's perspective, seemed as if he'd, he'd hit the ball, but he turns out he'd actually hit the ground. Does this raise the opportunity for DRS, or is it all just too slow? It's an interesting
0: one, isn't it? Because, like, if people want to put it in, I've heard they want to put, like, a time limit on it. But, like, if you want to make the right decision, you can't, like, you're not going to always be able to keep to a certain time. There's some things that are just far too close. So it's an interesting one. I kind of like it not being in there, not going to lie. But like, then like decisions like this, we saw what Lin did last night at the Stars game, kind of have a big influence on the game. So I'm very impartial. I wouldn't be upset for it being brought in, but I wouldn't be like, ecstatic either.
1: Yeah, I would say I'm about the same. Um, other stories this week, we have the international players have been extremely successful so far. I think one of the most dominant performances in... Uh, by international players we've seen. In particular, the ones I want to highlight, Rashid Khan and Yasir Shah. These guys, Yassir Shah has only played the two games, but these guys, their spin looks unplayable at the moment. Um, the Australian batsmen just don't know what to do.
0: Yeah, they're they're some of the best leg spinners in the world. Like, an Australian batsman. It's weird because, like, they're very flat pitches, they're T20 pitches, and they're in non-particularly spin-friendly conditions. But they just do so well. It's very interesting. I believe we have the T20 World Cup in 2018 as well, so it's going to be very interesting for that. But, no, Rashid Khan... uh, I believe this was his first season with Adelaide Strikers so then home fans are getting used to him being around still being like okay this guy's actually a jet yeah and we love him sort of thing and then he comes out to bat <laughs> he had to bat the other night and uh Hits it for six first ball. It's a wide Yorker that just misses. He just throws the bat at it. Like, yeah. there is no technique, and it goes for six. Kraut goes absolutely <laughs> They're mental. They're like, was...
1: all right, we were sold on you before. We're even more <laughs> so now.
0: Yeah, it was... and it's just great, like, all the international players getting the applause. Un- unfortunately, he went out next ball for about the exact same shot. <laughs> it's a, this one went straight to the field. But it's just great to watch. It's like Kevin Peterson as well came onto the ground last night to a huge appro- uh, applause, applause, cheer. It was... Really weird because he's like he was hated there a few years ago. Like, of all the English players in that side that toured, he was probably the most hated one of them all.
1: Him and Stuart Broad, probably.
0: Yeah. And now, a couple of seasons later, he's one of the most loved guys in that Stars team because he's a great batsman. And it's just weird how it can twist. Like, um, who was it? Luke Wright and Kevin Peterson, two Englishmen were out in the middle yesterday playing
1: in an Australian domestic league game.
0: Yeah. Playing like against an Australian team. Yeah. A week ago, they would have been booed like mad, (laughs) apart from the Barmy Army. (laughs) But a week later, T20 game, not so
1: much. Yeah, you're supporting them. It's very interesting stuff. Um, One of the things I was very excited about this week was um, in the Hobart-Hurricane-Sydney-Thunder game, I got to witness the pleasure of watching uh, Joss Butler bat. Um, Josh Butler's a fantastic batsman for anybody that doesn't get to see him that often. Uh, strikes it really cleanly. And he hit a very impressive 81 or 43 in this game. However, when he got out, Matthew Wade, you know, one of the best batsmen in the world right now, Matthew Wade, yeah, yeah. Uh, decided to uh, give him the appropriate send-off that when you're talking down to someone is just expected of you. It's alpha male domination. That's what <laughs> Matthew Wade is the alpha male in this situation going, I'm world-class. You were not very good. So what's going to happen is I'm going to alpha male you. And he just gives him this send off. He just like goes, oh, yeah, Josh, good job. Gotten out now. And I just could not help thinking to myself, Matthew Wade, you've made 40 runs in three games. Get out and make some runs before you start sending people off. I don't
0: even think Matthew Wade's faced 43 balls in the entire Big Bash. No,
1: I do not think so. And Josh
0: Josh Butler's made 81 off 43. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just completely ridiculous. And he actually got fined for it. Fair game to him for getting fined for that.
1: As did Travis Head as well, I believe. Yes. Um, The other thing that came out of that game was the fantastic innings by Darcy Short. I know you were very excited to see it. What did you think?
0: Yeah, so he comes out, makes 97. It was like, great knock. It's the second time someone's nearly made a century and then just got run running. I know, it's...
1: two young guns in Stoinis and Short.
0: Yeah, highly unfortunate. Anyways, comes out, makes his 97. You're like, cool. That's his influence on the match. Done. No, 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 no. He comes out and bowls a over of Chinaman, bit of left arm leg spin, and it's just like excuse. Like I saw him walking up, and it said short on the bottom right of the screen. And I'm just like, excuse me. He bowls. Shortly, as well. you can't
1: be serious. Oh no! Oh, no.
0: <laughs> I am serious. <laughs> Don't, Don't call, call me shortly. shortly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, we are not funny. <laughs>
0: um. <laughs> no, but it was it was ridiculous. I'm like, and Shane Warne sung his praises, said he expected to see him in Australian colour soon, and like his leg spin was good.
1: And with his batting capacity, he can make a lot of runs.
0: Yes, very clean striker of the ball.
1: Can we speak on Chinaman bowlers? Because last night was the Stars v the Heat. I know you were at the game, and um, one of my favourite young players in the competition right now is a young. Chime and bowler by the name of Liam Bao. Uh, he's playing at the Melbourne Stars. He played a few games last season, played his first game of the season last night. I really like this kid. I think he's got good potential. His variations are solid. He lands them well. And to bowl against Chris Lynn and Brendan McCullum, who were basically in full swing last night, he took one for 21 or something or two overs, which in my opinion is pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah,
0: he got rid of McCullum, which not going to lie, even though I'm a Stars <laughs> fan, I was mighty upset with that. <laughs> like, like I went there for McCullum and Lynn. Not for the Stars. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't go there for the team you support. That's just ridiculous. No, it was good to see him bowling. I know he bowled a little bit last season. It's kind of cool to see like the, all the young talent because that's what the Big Bash does.
1: And we talked about it with Daniel Sams. It's nice to just have people that we've pretty much never heard of. I hadn't heard of Lynn Bowes until last year and go, hey, this... Person's a quite important figure in this game now. Like, he's going to help determine the outcome of this match.
0: Yeah, and he gets like huge airtime in terms of like, now the whole country knows him. He's the guy that got out Brendan McCullum, and everyone at home, apart from diehard Stars fans, are like, damn.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were disappointed that the uh, Stars batted first then. I was highly
0: upset with that. Like, I t- the moment when Lynn and McCullum walked out at the start of the innings, and I'm just like, oh no. The Brisbane Heat that aren't going to do this, are they? Oh, no, this is over. This is done in 12 overs. Like, yeah, it, yeah I was very upset because, like, they didn't even try. They just blocked half the balls and hit the other And then, the then other hit half, the other six. Six and four, Classic
1: yeah. McCullum and win.
0: <laughs> no, it would have been great to see them bat first, but unfortunately they actually picked to... Bowl first the heat, so it's their own fault. Really, well, they got
1: the win, so I think it's hard to argue with their tactics. Um, the final thing which we're going to talk about this week was my favourite moment actually from the Big Bash across the week, which was the conclusion to the Sixers v the Scorchers game. Um, it was a great finish uh, with two overs to go. It looked like the Scorchers were probably going to get home. They had Klinger at the crease; he was on eighty odd with the young batsman David on debut, and two overs left to go. You're thinking, surely they'll get there. I think it was only fifteen to win. Yeah. Um, the next over then went horribly wrong for the Scorchers. Um, Klinger got out, and with seven balls to go, they still needed thir- uh, 13 to win, I think?
0: Something like that. Something
1: like that, where David then clubs a the ball down the ground for four. They set themselves nine to win off the last over. For Sean Abbott to then bowl five wides down the side, first ball of the last over, and then get clubbed by Adam Voges, who was facing his first delivery of the innings, back over his head for six. And what looked like... Sixers were in control of this game. Was suddenly over in three balls. It was extraordinary stuff.
0: Yeah, it's always good to see another young talent just, you know, propel himself onto your TV like that and have Adam Voges. Make... You're talking yeah. about. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 the young fella.
1: Yeah, yeah, young, young gun Adam Voges. Yeah, no, who no. bowled a bit of off-spin, by the way, in this game, which I enjoyed. Yeah,
0: it's always good to see him pull out the tweakers. I think we're going to call them tweakers.
1: We were talking about earlier that he actually used to bowl for Australia in, in ODIs. Back when he batted at 5 or 6 in like 2007.
0: Yeah, early 19th century probably.
1: <laughs> that was a long time ago. It's good to see him bowling again.
0: Yes, it was. Uh, another thing about the Stars game last night, it was actually really funny because in the Stars innings, they just weren't getting any boundaries. I reckon there was about seven overs where they didn't. And when they finally got a four, about... You know how they have the fireworks at the game? Yeah. About eight of them went off. Cause I'm, and normally if it's like a four, two of them go off. And I'm like, they've got so many spare that they just have to use. They're,
1: just trying to use them up.
0: Yeah, they've given up, you know, trying to conserve them. Like, they need to use them quickly.
1: Yep. Um, We're going to be back with some more Ashes talk, I think, will come up next. Um, Australia finally didn't win a test, if you're an England fan. That's the the optimistic way of looking at it. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, slightly pessimistic way is you're still 3-0 down.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're no closer to getting the Ashes back.
1: (laughs) We're going to be talking Boxing Day after Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse with Valerie. That was Mark Ronson and Amy Winehouse with Valerie here on Sin 90.7 FM Cricket by Dummies with Alex and Chuck. Um, We are going to talk some ashes because the Boxing Day test is finished. We talked a little bit about it last week, but we've now got a conclusion and there have been some outcomes as a result of this test that do not look good for the Australians.
0: I assume you mean in terms of the pitch. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I do mean in terms of the pitch. Just when a segue doesn't work. Um, No, it's been interesting. So... The ICC has had a system for a few years, I believe, or at least the last year, um, 2017. Jeez, it's 2018. Just a little <laughs> side fact. Um, where if a, they... if a t- pitch is rated, like, poor, or they're just not happy with the pitch, they'll grade it and then they'll give demerit points based on it. And then over a five year period, you can only have five demerit points, otherwise you lose the right to hold international games. You can still hold, like, the uh, the Big Bash games. And the Shield. Yeah, but you couldn't hold an international game, and... The pitch for the MCG for the Boxing Day test was not particularly good at all. Uh, We've already talked enough about it even just last week, and it only got worse from there. So they got rated poor, um, which means that the MCG gets two demerit points. Now, it's interesting because if it had happened this year in 2018, they would have caught three points, which is three out of five. Like, Is it a new change to the system? Yeah, so they're making it more harsh. Um, so poor pitchers would now be lose three points. So kind of lucky. It was only what, a couple of days till the new year before that happened. So we've currently got two demerit points. And if we lose another three over the next four years, we'd lose the right to hold an international match for 12 months.
1: Can you imagine that? Like a future in which cricket isn't played at the MCG?
0: Yeah, well it The just,
1: Melbourne Cricket Ground. Yeah,
0: where else would they play in Melbourne? I guess Eddie, Eddie Had. Had. Yeah, but Oh the, no. I imagine Boxing Day at Eddie Had.
1: Boxing Day. That actually that is like the darkest thing I've heard all week and I've been watching Black Mirror.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's
1: Boxing Day at Eddie Had. That sounds horrifying.
0: I imagine how hard it'd be to get tickets. It's 93 they fill 93,000 for first day. At the MCG.
1: I was at both day three and four, and they hit 45,000, which is the capacity that had both of those days.
0: Yep. You wouldn't be able to get... You'd struggle to get ticket till day four. Yeah, Yeah. tickets at all. Be uh, quite a dark future. So the MCG is on watch, because they've put up a few not-so-great pitches over the years, but nothing as bad as the one last week. So, yeah, the MCC is on watch. They accepted the uh, punishment and hopefully they're going to work on it however if they are looking for a new curator i am unemployed <laughs> at the moment so they can come to me
1: uh, i'd love to see you curating a pitch
0: <laughs> surely i can't do worse than that
1: i feel like if the pitch is alive you did better than that
0: yeah <laughs> like that thing was just dead
1: uh very much so um a few other talking points in this game let's talk Alistair Cook. We didn't get a chance to talk about this last week, but what an incredible inning. That's just to say the least. Uh, this is a guy that throughout the first three tests of the series averaged 12. 12 yep. throughout the first three tests of the series. Then decided to make 244 not out <laughs> in this test. Just decided. Just too. decided, yeah, casual. His average for the series is now 50. Yep. He's now the second highest run scorer in the English team over the series <laughs> behind David Malan. <laughs> oh my God. It was but- a truly incredible knock. He looked... I don't think I've ever looked. Maybe since to the 2013 test when he batted so well, I don't think I've ever seen him look so calm and composed. He just looked completely unfazed by everything the Australians threw at him.
0: It looked didn't look like a man whose spot in the lineup was getting questioned. Yeah. Someone who was genuinely on the ropes after having probably two poor series in Australia in a row. Now it looks like he's had a good series. Heck, in um, twenty seventeen he scored two double hundreds, and apart from that, didn't really score anything. But I reckon he. I averaged think his
1: third high score was like sixty or something.
0: Yeah, and that was it. I reckon he would have averaged about fifty on the year just yeah. because of two double hundreds.
1: And this one was not as well, which just makes his average massive.
0: Yeah, bigger uh, big innings for him. England needed it though. Uh, he did get dropped though. Uh, by twice his, by Steve twice, Smith? Yeah, yeah, by Steve Smith. Not the greatest test in the field for him. However, when he's making centuries for fun, I think we can let Steve Smith
1: off the hook. That's the perfect segue. I reckon Captain Courageous was at it again to make sure that we didn't lose this game. Um, they had a little bit of time to bowl at us and there was, uh, with the rain cutting out some of the time, there was maybe... I'd say three to four sessions worth of play to bowl at us and they never really looked like getting us out. It's the same problems for England with the little impact in their bowling. But Steve Smith with a defiant knock from David Warner and Mitchell Marsh hit 30 off about 150 balls or something. Um, They just look completely in control. Steve Smith in particular.
0: Yeah, David Warner threw his wicket away. Otherwise, I don't think he would have gotten out whatsoever. I believe if he got 100 in the second innings, he'd be the first person to ever have five matches where he got innings in both 100 in both innings.
1: Yeah, I was reading that. I think you were right about that.
0: Which would be an interesting record for David Warner to have. Mm. Just a flat track,
1: bully. Really, he is. Uh, a very interesting statistic about him that I actually mentioned in the middle of the test for anyone that didn't hear it... Um, so David Warner actually in this test broke the, his record for the most amount of balls he'd ever faced in a test and he made 103 in the first innings and at the time when he broke this he was 59 not out. Now in comparison, in the previous one, that the previous record for him, the most balls he'd faced in a test, that was a test against New Zealand in which he made 160 and 130. So that shows you how much slower he was batting in this test, not just in the second innings but in the first innings as well.
0: Yeah, I think that's a consequence of both the pitch and then playing for the draw, because it was very hard to score on this pitch, very hard to get wickets, very hard to get any entertaining cricket whatsoever,
1: <laughs> you could say. Definitely. In um, fact... I've I actually, was going to say, Let's speaking of that, Yeah. In, it's time for a list, I reckon.
0: Yeah, but then this week we're going to do it a little differently. We've got two lists, except I haven't got both of them. Alex has got one of them.
1: We're going to have a list off.
0: You know... You know, it'd be really good if we actually had like a following on Facebook and we just put a live thing on Facebook, just being like, whose list is better? Vote Alex, vote Chalk."
1: Please let us know whose list is better if you're actually listening.
0: So since we were talking about things that are more entertaining, I think I'll start with my list if that's okay. Go nuts. So my list was things more entertaining than the Boxing Day test. And I had to control myself, by the way. I kept it to four things. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I have five. There was millions I could have chosen from. <laughs> anyway, so things that are more entertaining than the Boxing Day test. Watching people jump over each other at the Boxing Day sales. <laughs> <laughs> so it's of going that. to the game. We should, we
1: should like go down to the Boxing Day sales, just film it and then commentate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the woman with the large handbag makes a dash for the stove.
0: <laughs> oh, that was an incisive manoeuvre there. From the By bright. the man
1: with the bald head. <laughs> yeah, definitely cut
0: across. Race, race <laughs> officials are giving him a pit lane penalty.
1: That sounds great. Okay. Strong start. Strong start. Uh, Second one, the South African Zimbabwe series. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I have a South African Zimbabwe joke later
0: on as (laughs) well. (laughs) I mean, we could have been watching this cricket or that cricket, and that cricket was over in two days. Like, that gives me three days to muck around. (laughs) This one, it drew. I had no no time to muck around. Um, Third one, watching paint dry. I'm sorry. It's like obligatory. Yeah, yeah, obligatory. Uh, I I have to say it. Yep. And the fourth one, something we all deal with a bit too often, is just watching the loading sign on any video whatsoever. <laughs> that is far more entertaining than watching this cricket.
1: That's a decent list. Um, I'll be I'll be curious to see whether or not the listeners think mine is better. Definitely a very strong opening. Boxing day sales one's next excellent cake. Right, are you ready for my list? The competition.
0: I was born ready.
1: <laughs> <laughs> my list is things with more life in them than the MCG pitch. <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> Our show. <laughs> <laughs> There's definitely not a joke about our show. <laughs> oh, All right, you ready? Things with more life in them than the MCG pitch. Callum Ferguson's international career. <laughs> oh my God. I, I reckon we had more of a chance of seeing Callum Ferguson get reselected for Australia than we do for that pitch being anything other than a draw. <laughs> oh
0: my God. He did actually play for Australia. For I know. Like he's played twice.
1: He's o- like two tests for Australia, once at each time. It's crazy. Poor Callum Ferguson. Oh, poor right. Callum
0: Ferguson. He probably didn't expect to get
1: mentioned on the show. <laughs> we should see if we can get an interview with him. <laughs> Things with more life in them than the MCG pitch. Zombie Michael Jackson's dancing body from the Thriller video. <laughs>
0: oh, no. <laughs> I can't say I've watched the video, but...
1: The Thriller video. This is the most famous music video of all time. No. You've never seen it. No. Uh, you have no artistic street But I can only cred. imagine. I'm sorry. Right. Things with more life in them than the MCG pitch. England's tail after a Pat Cummins bouncer barrage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, the white just drains <laughs> from their faces. <laughs>
1: they don't look particularly excited. <laughs> no,
0: no, they look, yeah, rather lifeless.
1: Things with more life in them than an MCG pitch. You on a Sunday morning.
0: Oh, oh. come <laughs> on. Come on. Do you know what I'm doing on a Sunday morning? I'm
1: actually working. <laughs> Recovering is how I'd put it. Well. Both at the same time. Both, both yeah, both simultaneously. Um, this is my favourite one. I reckon you'll like this one. Things with more life in them than the MCG pitch, a bucket of KFC fried chicken. <laughs> 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 well, I was very I happy really with that one. I yeah. <laughs> So tell us, what do you think? Do you think there's more life in a bucket of KFC fried chicken or the MCG pitch? I'll be curious to find out.
0: Yeah, I... Can't pick, it's too hard to- we'll need hotspot for that.
1: <laughs> it's like it's like they're the really bad barbecue ad, you know, where where they <laughs> they put the barbecue down and it's like got hotspot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it's, it's terrible. And they've been playing it for like three years now, they really need to change that up.
0: Yeah. Definitely need some originality. They could take tips not from us.
1: <laughs> no. <laughs> no, nobody should take advice from us. Uh, we're going to be back with the Would You Rathers because this show hasn't been enough of a farce so far. <laughs> First, we're going to play some Jared James. This is the song that was on the hottest 100, Do You Remember?
0: That was Jared James, Do You Remember? You're here on Sin 90.7 with Chock and Alex and Cricket by Dummies. Alex, it's time for us to get our creative work boots on.
1: (laughs) That's just a recipe for disaster, (laughs) isn't it? That is an
0: absolute recipe for disaster. (laughs) It's it's like if
1: it was an actual recipe, you'd throw in a pinch of salt and then two tablespoons of chaos.
0: Yep, exactly. (laughs) No, so it's time for us to do a Would You Rather segment. I feel like this is highly self-explanatory. Like, we're meant to explain everything, but I think everyone can figure this out. We're just going to throw two scenarios at... Each other, Uh, neither of us know what we've written up for each other, which is also a recipe for disaster. (laughs) And essentially, we're going to decide which one we would prefer and talk through it. So Alex, did you want to go first?
1: Yep, I am ready to go. Okay, so would you rather, number one, would you rather spend all five days being the only white person at an India versus Sri Lanka match or (laughs) be the only white guy on a Kenyan marathon team?
0: <laughs> okay, I did not expect it to go this way. So this is—I'm not gonna
1: lie. Mine is quite unusual. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was expecting something a bit more relevant, perhaps. So
1: that—hey, the I India like Shrieker game was relevant. I would like to go to an India Shrieker game. Like no, but okay, so. Here's to clarify: you're there for all five days. And you're the only white guy there.
0: I can live with that. You, you reckon? Yeah. Like. It would be nice to be good at marathon running, though.
1: (laughs) It's not that bad of a would-you-rather this one. Both of the options are pretty decent. No,
0: I think I'm going to go to the india Sri Lanka game just because I haven't been to a game in India yet, and that's kind of like a thing on my bucket list.
1: I did go to the India-South Africa game during the World Cup um, whilst it was here, the one-day World Cup, and that was the best atmosphere I've ever been at for anything, Um, except maybe the prelim final that we went to this year. But the Indian crowds are fantastic. They have so much energy. So, yeah, I... I agree, but then again, being part of the marathon team, that sounds fun. Yeah. Even if I am the right guy.
0: Yeah. Okay, so are we going to do it one each? Yep, go. Okay, your next one. So, would you rather be the Zimbabwean coach or be a, a participant of the Hunger Games? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, you're going to hate me because my next one's quite similar to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, jeez, that's a tough one. Um, I mean... At least if I'm a partisan in the Hunger Games, I get to die quickly, whereas the <laughs> Zimbabwean coach is going to die slowly. <laughs> Depends whether or not he's being tortured by the current president, formerly President Robert Mugabe. Um, I'm going to go the quick death in the Hunger Games. <laughs> That's the way I see it. Uh, mine's quite similar, so I reckon you're going to enjoy this. Would you rather be the captain of Zimbabwe in a four-day test versus South Africa, or be the captain of the Latvian under-18s team versus the Australian under-18s team?
0: <laughs> Latvia has an under eighteen team. I have no idea. We literally oh, just made up oh, Latvia. You had
1: me so excited. L- that. Look, I'm going to assume Latvia has an under eighteen cricket team. They might not be very good, but I'm going to assume that they do exist.
0: Okay. So wait, what were the two options again? So
1: you get to be the captain of South. Uh, I'm sorry, the captain is Zimbabwe versus South Africa in a four day test. No yeah. hints. Or you get to be the captain of the Latvian under 18s team playing against a. Australian under-18s team. I'm
0: going the Latvian team. Really? Just because of the f- fact that there could actually be a Latvian team out there. We
1: can confirm, we can confirm now that there is actually a Latvian national team. Oh and my if there God. is a, actually a Latvian national team, therefore there must be a Latvian under-18s team. Oh my God. <laughs> so maybe one day they'll play Australia.
0: And... Well, I'm not going to be under 18 for the rest of my life, so I don't think I can captain that. I still think it'd be cool, especially if it's, like, the first match ever against Australia. Like, you're going to get thumped, but, like, you can say you were the Latvian captain, whereas I don't I don't want to be the Zimbabwean captain <laughs> at the moment.
1: No, I do not think that would be fun.
0: Right, what do you got? Okay, so would you rather be... So the other night, uh, Lynn and McCullum opened the batting. Would you rather be the opening bowler who bowled to those two, which actually... I don't know who it was because I don't think it was Michael Beer it's normally him um, uh, it, Faulkner, Faulkner it was Faulkner, Faulkner, Faulkner so would you rather be James Faulkner coming out to see Lynn and McCollum there and they normally don't open the batting <laughs> no so coming out to see those two there or be Sean Abbott after you've bowled five wide down the <laughs> league side in the final over to essentially throw the match away
1: uh, I'd rather be Faulkner <laughs> <laughs> I, I do not envy the position that Sean Abbott was in it <laughs> was he's a got a ter- track record doesn't he Sean yeah, Abbott yeah he is n-
0: one of the worst death bowlers in the league and still they persist with him <laughs> but no it was a terrible delivery as well it was almost Steve line. no
1: it was so wide that was a shocker um, yeah I think it's a pretty easy choice for me I'd, okay. I, I'd rather be James Faulkner alright your next one would you rather face an over of Mitchell Johnson bowling 145km an hour bounces at your head in his prime and you have to not get hit yeah. or would you rather face an over of Shane Warne bowling absolute beautiful leg spin without getting out <laughs> what's more challenging?
0: Oh my god! Wait, what's more challenging, or what so? So, I what mean?
1: would you what would you rather?
0: So, Ch- Mitchell Johnson aiming for my head.
1: Yes, or, or Shane sh- Warne aiming for your stumps. So, well,
0: I have y- to I have to pick Shane Warne. This no,
1: no, no, because like, how are you going to get out? Mitchell Johnson may be aiming at your head, but not going to get you out. So, what's saying? What's more important to you, the team, or you know, your own head? If I get hit <laughs> in the head, that's going to hurt a lot.
0: <laughs> hey, Alex- you know,
1: Joe Root survives.
0: Yeah, Joe Root is accustomed to it. <laughs> no, I don't know. I have either way. I'm getting out, right? If Johnson doesn't get me out in that over, someone's gonna bowl the next. No, no, no. Over so here. you only
1: have to bat an over. It's like 49th over, and the other guy's gonna make the runs. So you only need to face six deliveries.
0: So would I rather? No, I'm not. No, I'm gonna do the team justice and get us the win. So yeah. one of them, I get a certain win. One of them. Oh, I okay, go- no,
1: you. Okay, fine. You're batting for a draw. Okay, so you're batting for a draw, or you've come out last over of the day. Would you rather have Mitchell Johnson bowling 145km an hour bounces at your head, or would you rather have Shane Warne just in his prime, just bowling gadding ball after gadding ball after gadding ball? Do
0: I know Johnson's going to bowl bounces or not?
1: Yes. He's been bouncing everyone all day.
0: <laughs> no, but, like, if I know he's not going to bowl it at the stumps, literally, I'm, I'm walking to the pavilion. <laughs> like, there's
1: actually no need for me to be at the crease, right? Okay, look, if you're not at the crease, then he's going to bowl it at the stumps. But if you're at the crease, he's going to bowl at your head.
0: Okay, and then I can literally, as he bowls it, like, dive. <laughs> I'm diving <laughs> to the, the deck. <laughs> <laughs> cover fire <laughs> <laughs> literally I'll just run or I'll hide behind the stumps because if he's not going to bowl it at the stumps oh
1: come on okay if
0: you face I've up and that prop it he'll proportion. aim at your head maybe I've blown this out of proportion a little bit which one? <laughs> if I I don't know <laughs> I think I'd fix Shane worn and just hope hope? yep <laughs>
1: you get it so you reckon you can survive a gutting ball well if shy getting if getting if shy
0: hopes at the other end <laughs> we have plenty of hope around
1: That'll be the only hope you have. Right, what do you got for me?
0: Okay, so, which one do I want to pick? I'm all out,
1: by the way. So, have you got, how many have you got left? Two. Two. Okay, so this will be the last two. Okay. Which one's okay, I'm going for the less weird
0: one first and then this last one you're gonna find interesting. This one's along a similar vein though. We both keep having similar ideas. So would you rather be so you're facing up, upright yep. in a game? Would you rather be your left pinky toe? So that's the toe that's closest <laughs> to the ball. Yeah. When you're facing up against Stark in the last over of the T <laughs> twenty <T20? laughs> Or would you rather be your throat or chin? In the two thousand and thirteen Ashes <laughs> test, when Johnson's just bowling and bounces at your throat, <coughs> like he's just gonna bowl and over at you, and I guarantee you, like not all of them will be bouncers. One of them will be though. Yeah, and it's gonna be right at your throat or Stark a couple. Stark's of Stark's
1: yorkers or Johnson's bouncers.
0: So you're so it's it's the not left. you. it's yeah. Would you rather be the left pinky toe
1: or the throat? Okay, or chin? so okay, so here's the thing: the throat will survive. Like it's gonna really <laughs> hurt, but if if you hit that pinky toe, it's gonna snap in half. <laughs> Like, it's it's quite simply going to get hit and break in half. Whereas the throat's going to be probably more immense pain. But the actual damage, if you are the throat, not me, if I am the throat or the pinky toe in this case, the damage is less severe to the throat. So I'm going to say throat.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: I think I came to a quite a logical conclusion for quite a ridiculous question.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of hard to put (laughs) yourself in, like, the mind space of your throat or chin and your pinky toe. Definitely. Anyways, here's the last one, which I want to see your answer. For this so would you rather spend an entire tour with the Barmy Army so you follow him around everywhere you oh, go oh that does not sound fun <laughs> or would you rather spend 24 hours locked in a room with Stephen Hawking but you can't say anything <laughs> so, <laughs> what where'd you even think of that
1: <laughs>
0: look I had a lot of spare time <laughs> on my hands <laughs>
1: Okay, 24 hours locked in a room with so Stephen So, like, Hawking. at the start, he's kind he of like... allowed to
0: say things? Yeah, no, he speaks for the entire bit. So, at the start, he's actually kind of trying to make conversation. But then he realises you're not talking back and he just talks quantum physics.
1: Am I allowed to go, like, one clap for yes, two claps no, you, for no? No, you can't set <laughs> so up So, no system. communication?
0: No communication for him whatsoever. You're just, like, tied to a chair. And Stephen Hawking's just going to talk you straight for 24 hours. You can't fall asleep because then he slaps you in the face. I don't think he has that much control of his hands. <laughs> I mean, he, he, okay, he will. You will get slapped. In okay, the face. I will get slapped in the face. Okay, I'm sure um, he could figure out how to make a robotic arm.
1: <laughs> I don't want to travel the bu- with the Barmy Army. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so I'll take spending time with Stephen Hawking. Hey, he's an interesting fellow. Twenty-four
0: hours. How 24 many hours, hours
1: of Stephen Hawking would it take? Um, because well, the Barmy Army. If I'm going touring with the Barmy Army, that's an entire ashes. That's like two months. <laughs> This is a weird thing. I actually thought
0: I would love it. Am I not the only one that would find it a bit of fun?
1: No, I'm not. I reckon
0: it'd be great. Okay, it might get a bit annoying after, say, the third test, but I reckon it'd be great fun until then.
1: See, I think it'd be great fun listening to Stephen Hawking talk about science. I'm actually curious about that. Okay. Admittedly, the fact that I can't respond is a little bit of a problem, but um, it's not the biggest factor.
0: (laughs) Okay. I thought of that at the bus stop, by the way.
1: <laughs> very interesting one. And that will wrap up our show for this week. Uh, very enjoyable show and definitely precise, coordinated and exactly on target as normal.
0: Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'd like to feel like we've got a fair honesty policy around here. So, like, if you're going to try and say that, I'm just going to say no. But it was good fun. I hope everyone listening had a bit of fun. Please, uh, we've actually put out a poll, so please do vote. Chock for uh, Boxing Day sales. Uh, Don't vote Alex.
1: Vote Alex for KFC chicken, KFC fried chicken, ladies and gentlemen. What a great list that was.
0: Yes. Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be on later tonight from nine till nine thirty for Wacky World of Sports, which is even more of just a ridiculous show than this. So great fun. It's good fun, but if you want a professional show, don't (laughs) listen to that either. Let alone this. Anyways. from here, from us here at Cricket by Dummies, thanks for listening today. I'm Chuck.
1: My name's Alex Henry.
0: And have a nice afternoon.